Now what? 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 Let's go. I got it. And we start with a spray. Yeah. So, oh, such a great day. Mm. Oh, refreshing. I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling good too. Yeah. I uh, just got back from taking the dogs out and did the routine ready to roll mm -hmm. Tamar, how are you feeling i am i would say i'm about 80 percent oh good yeah this is great we're, we're heading in the right direction we are holidays are right around the corner and i am feeling like a rock star still it kind of worries me when i have like good day good day good day good day good day good day right and i'm like oh my god is, is the bottom gonna fall out it, but it's not going to i i don't think it is uh I'm hanging out with my friend, Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend, Lane Kennedy. You're listening to the Now What Society. And today, we have a special guest. Yeah, we do. Anastasia. <laughs> Anastasia. And now I'm going to just, you're Armanova. Armanova, yes. Hello. Look at that. <laughs> Winter chicken dinner right here. Amazing. Anastasia Armanova of Massive <laughs> Orgasmic Activation. So we did uh, a whole week around orgasm and, you know, I found you Anastasia on Instagram before I quit Instagram and, you know, I fell in love with your cat. I fell in love with you. <sighs> right. Uh, do, do people just drop their jaw when they see you? You're just gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Like, it's very sweet of you. <laughs> Have you had a hard time with your, you know, with your beauty? With guys, with men, with friends. Yeah, yeah. I had difficulties uh, up until I was 33 years old. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's something. It's really, people don't understand when you have looks that it's not, oh, it's not always easy to deal with. You know, it's just like, it can be rough going. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're not here to talk about that. Today we're here to talk <laughs> about massive orgasmic activation. Yeah. So tell our listeners and tell us a little bit about your story on how you discovered this massive, I just have to say mm. that massive orgasmic activation. <laughs> I think we need to tally up how many times Lane says that by the end of the show. Right? <laughs> it is definitely massive orgasmic activation. I'm, and I'm so blessed. Thank you very much, Lane and Tamar, for inviting me to be a guest on your show, on your beautiful podcast. Um, uh, my story goes back to 2012 when I was having my first awakening. And um, since that moment, I had uh, my journey was set on a spiritual seeking, spiritual growth, spiritual development. I was going to teachers, uh, retreats, seminars, workshops, channelers, authors, and I was searching for mystical information. Channelers. Was, channelers, yes. Channelers, psychic readers. Yes, tarot cards, readers, everything. All of you it. name it, I've done it. Yeah. I was so like, not desperately, but I was very excitingly looking and searching for these sacred, sacred, mystical experiences. Mm -hmm. And uh, interestingly, in 2016, I 
was introduced to one mystical astrologer who is doing special readings for people who are bringing something to this planet and imagine me i was around late late 20s i would say i think i was around 30 years old or 29 and it was still like the beginning of my expansion the beginning of my development and she started to tell me their um very interesting things that at the back at that time i was not ready to accept she was telling me that i was born with that frequency i'm an activator i'm a wake-up call for people and interestingly in 2012 when i had this my, my first awakening i understood okay i feel there is something in me i want everybody to feel the same because i feel so much love to everyone and everything is divine everything is beautiful i don't know what should i do i should touch people i should uh talk to them i need to wake them up everybody who's ever in my uh surrounding the presence and uh she told me a few years later like yeah four years later she was telling me you're a wake-up call and back then I did not understand what does it mean. So she also told me a little later with this beautiful guidance of hers, she told me in 2019, um, you will meet a teacher who will spot you and he will know that he needs to train you. And too bad he will never tell you that, but your energy is as strong as his. And at that time, I did not understand what she's talking about. Uh, but interestingly, three months later, I go to the Kundalini activation process, first class ever, the beautiful modality with their energy transmission based modality, like Reiki, imagine this beautiful techniques of different energies, right? Different codes, uh, cap Kundalini activation process. It's um, a beautiful, beautiful uh, class where people expand just by the energy and, uh, I came to the first class and it was mind-blowing experience, phenomenal experience for me and all my life journey. And exactly from 2012, it was a built up of seven years of purifying my vessel, my channel, my physical body to receive that experience um, of making love to the divine, making love to God. It was orgasmic beyond orgasmic. consciousness. Orgasmic. <laughs> beyond consciousness can comprehend it was as if i was penetrated by god's frequency and having this unbearable ecstasy expansion where you don't have physical body you forget about anything the organs not you don't have you you are not you you are despaired and you as atomic bomb in that experience unbearable orgasm so i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back <laughs> I, I want to go back to 2012. Was mm -hmm. there a tipping point? Mm -hmm. Was there a now what moment mm -hmm. when you're like, what, what, what's next? Right? Like, what was that pivotal moment that had you go on this quest to discover, yeah. uh, you know, the astrologer mm -hmm. who opened the door for your awakening, so to speak? What was that moment that you had? You know, I would say that since I was a, since I remember myself, since, the, since I was a very um, young child, I remember myself feeling there is something in me and I'm from very small town in the middle of Russia in a like populate with population of 12,000 people. And I always felt, okay, I don't belong here. I was sitting on a 
window before going to sleep looking at the stars and I knew that I need to go somewhere where I don't know like the big big place where people don't know each other right like living in a small town where, where everybody talks about each other everybody knows each other I was being called and it when I was 21 I came to the to the United States to New York and uh, I was just uh, like a everybody else in relationships back and forth and trying to figure out what is me what should I do and in 2012 after a hardship a breakup <laughs> beautiful expansion <laughs> being in a, a rocky rock rock bottom rock bottom <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember I was like familiar. oh my god yeah it was the lowest lowest the low is slow <laughs> and i was in california that moment uh, it was a beautiful moment of december 21st which is coming right we are all very close to that moment right now uh just remember about the december 21st of 2012 and we have um 22nd right now beautiful magical numbers so back 10 years ago on December 21st, I was meditating by myself on a balcony somewhere in West Hollywood. And I was very, very lonely. And I was looking up in the sky and it was very warm in California. And I was meditating for the first time in my life for the peace in the world. I'm like, what am I doing? I had no idea even how to meditate. And I'm like, please, please just let it be peaceful and harmonized. I know how it can feel. Can I want it for everybody to feel that. And I was looking in the sky and remember this beautiful moment of uh, the beautiful movie, Eat, Pray, Love, when she um, addressed her message, first time speaking to God. I think it was my moment, but I was not directly speaking to him. I don't know whom I spoke to, but I was saying, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it on. Here I am. So that moment appeared, yes. right? You're open. I open. You open. And then a series of events led yes. you to that mystical yes. astrologer. Yes. Right. And I always talk about how like everything is spiritual, every single moment, good, mm -hmm. bad, negative, positive, all mm -hmm. spiritual. And so this, this, moment of you meditating, you know, asking for peace in the world, the selfless act mm -hmm. that could be, that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. The selfless act is what, what I'm hearing just kind of catapulted you mm. into this spiritual realm. And wouldn't it be amazing if we all were aware of that moment? It's definitely catapulted exactly what the word you used, because when my astrologer met me, she said something happened in 2012 mm. and you opened yourself up to from from human 101. Yeah. Spiritual 101. You catapulted to 404 mm -hmm, galactic mm -hmm. 404. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Literally. So let's okay. So let's let's talk about like that experience, right? Because I I've had similar moments, and I've talked to them. Uh, you know, tomorrow I've shared with you about some of the orgasmic stuff that's happened with me and how I I don't know and I don't understand it. I'm like, what the what's happening? Yeah, I'm here for the ride. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. But what I'm understanding from you, Anastasia, is that you um, lock into that frequency 
again, opening the door for what I call G-O-D to stream through you. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to touch other lives with it. Is that what, is that right? Is that, am I describing it? Yes. Uh, but although I wish I can play this beautiful recording, this recording is on my phone. It has a bit of the noise, extra noise, but the saying of this recording, is not like me speaking about myself. What is my vessel? What is my mechanism? Mm-hmm. My astrology was telling me, um, some people's frequencies, the signal yep. go yep. into nine feet. Somebody's goes to uh, a mile. Yours goes global. Yep. Imagine you conduct a meditation for thousands of people mm-hmm. and your frequency kind of pushes away and everyone and goes there, up there directly to pull these frequencies to the collective. And then the person who is conducting breath work or whatever for their group, I do it for this person, right? Empowering that person first. Mm -hmm. And then I turn around and empower the whole group. Mm -hmm. And when I was 30, she told me that I'm 36 at the moment, six years Mm -hmm. later, Mm -hmm. I embody and welcome and really live uh, who I am. But when I was 30, I was like, what, what am I doing? I was not ready, right? With my ego also like, what is this thing? <laughs> what do you want from me? Why do you tell me all these beautiful, special things? Um, and I just- Do people really- think you're crazy? Do people just be like, are they just like, Anastasia, whatever? Uh, I would say as now I am really embodying that and confidently bringing it forward. Although it took me a, six years of, taking it and accepting it about myself because trust me my ego my inner dialogue my inner challenge was like do you think you're special what are you doing what do you think of yourself like who are you Mm -hmm. and it took me a while to build up to the point uh to for example sunday's workshop the massive orgasmic activation which happened in person for 40 women Mm. it was a confirmation that my astrology yeah you are here for a right girl you're not here to build a family you're not here to become a mother you have to understand that and come in terms with that you are here for other people to do that and it took me a while but here I am doing it consciously. Yeah. I, okay. So a few things, just going back to what you said, first of all, saying that you kind of, you had this feeling of your now what moment where you're like, I don't belong. I think a lot of, you know, people get to that place where they're like, it feels like you don't fit Mm -hmm. into the, into this life that you have. And I love how you actively sought very open-minded. And I say this because when I came into recovery, it was very similar. I had to open my mind and be able to receive what I was hearing because in the past, I'm like, no, I'm the general manager of my universe. Like I'm running the show and that didn't work out so well for me. So, (laughs) and I joke around about that, but we need to, at a certain point, kind of let go of our past belief and I loved how you tried different things. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about the tarot cards, you talk about finding your mystical astrologer and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there a point, <clears throat> excuse me, in that journey where you, because it's not always easy seeking, like okay. at cer- certain points, you're like, I don't want to seek anymore. Like <laughs> this is good enough. Are there any points where you thought, okay, I'm good. I'm not going to continue on the seeking journey. 
Yeah. Uh, and yes, it's a beautiful question for people who are seeking. When we seek from the mind, from the controlling mind, right? When we like even open mind, it's rather open heart. The mind is uh, trying to direct everything to limit the experience. When we go through the heart and interestingly, in a um, energy transmission based workshops, people usually go into arching into like bridge pose opening the heart electromagnetic field to perceive this information and when we go with that approach we're not controlling we're not directing what message should come but being completely open to the universe guiding us and all these synchronicities and synergies start to happen all this one 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 two 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 all this beautiful uh alignment yeah uh and we need to be very sensitive to subtle guidance from the universe it's from your higher self as well it is the same thing every person who is in, in front of you is a teacher and when we learn how to uh, recognize those lessons those experiences we are divinely guided always and in my story um with uh, that first class of kundalini activation process when i received this full blown out of kundalini experience when my pineal gland was exploding for that uh secrecy being released this christ oil which is cold and it's just beautiful sensation and you're like oh my god you're one with god you're one with everything you are everything and nothing and uh, i remember that moment that since that time I don't go search. It was the last missing puzzle in my seeking. I don't go, to, I, I don't even read books. I mean, I read books. I love, I appreciate them, but it's nothing that I seek. Like as if I already know it's an inner knowing. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Heart Math Institute? No. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, well, no, a decade ago, I was introduced over a decade. Oh my God. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> I don't even know where time is anymore. It's so bendy. You know, time is so bendy for me. 2012. Uh, Remember 10 years ago is 2012 special year. Yeah. That was, a that was quite a year. Yeah. Uh, I was introduced to, uh, heart math and heart math is this, uh, study around the heart and the power of the heart. And one of the workshops that we did, we measured the frequency of our heart and how far we could mm -hmm. feel our mm -hmm. heart frequency in, in the space that we were at. And, you know, some people, you could feel the heart like five feet, some you could maybe go 10 feet. So my heart was the entire length of the built, like the, um, the hallway. And I was like, what is happening here? How is this possible? Like I, like it's something that you can't really control. Right. And, and you're not aware of it until you drop into it and start mm -hmm. investigating. Right. And so for our listeners out there who are interested in investigating their heart frequency, how, what would you guide them or how, where would you tell them to look? Because for you, it just appeared, right? Like you were just like, boom. I, yeah. <laughs> always tell uh, people who come to practice with me to I guide them to drop the consciousness in the center of the heart and keep it for that 
hour or the two hours of the conversation of the um, practice in that space because when we are in a heart our mind is not as active we have the consciousness in the heart on its own right and the monkey mind is generating looping uh processing the information right it's like a computer but we are so much more than this physical mind this consciousness we are higher self we are the full divine the god selves um when we are in the heart yeah i, I am so pro live lead come from the heart and people may think how is that possible? Lane swears. She has a foul mouth. She doesn't give a shit about a lot of things, right? Like I have this presence, right? But in, in my life, I feel my heart all the time. Mm -hmm. And it is so, uh, I was leading last night. I was guiding last night. I taught last night and I, I said to my students, I said, you know, I get more out of this than you guys do. So when you're, when you're in activation process, are you experiencing that orgasm just as they are, or is it just, you're lighting them up? I'd love to hear a little more about that. For example, it's a very interesting question. When I do massive orgasmic activation workshop, it's actually the interesting part that I do self-demo just to break the stereotype what is possible to show the potentiality because i go so crazy insanely in that frequency just to set a tone of vulnerability and when i receive that energy as i was mentioning my energy goes up and it brings it here right to the to our realm i'm not saying 3d 4d 5d doesn't matter to our physical realm to experience through our bodies and the Shakti comes out, the pure Shakti, and it's through mudras, to transmitting to through hand gestures. It's transmitting that energy through my uh, body, physical body, and pulling Shiva and being Shakti. It's the divine act of making love together right um also i i uh, would like to mention that my physical body has equilibrium of feminine and masculine energies my spiritual name is luna devi and later i received a uh, Surya Shakti. Luna stands for the moon and Surya stands for the sun. And um, when my ex former partner introduced me in India to another guru, and he said, this is Luna Devi. This is my uh, wife. And this guru was looking into my eyes, staring in my eyes like a, for a minute. And he said, no, she's Luna Devi, Surya Shakti, because she transmits both energies. And when in a workshop, I do the demo, I receive that energy, I go into full wildest expression of orgasm. That's why it's more fun to do with women only because it's different dynamic, right? Of perceiving, of being sacred space, intimate space. And I, if, if uh, people hear it from another room that would definitely think it's a it's a, it's a sex it's an intercourse it's making love uh so it's in our realm it's perceived by that but what is happening in a room is energy is being 
tremendous energy is being transmitted high frequency and then i go around and i look into each woman's eyes and it's just next level of expansion of overwhelmed coming home and a lot of heart opening and tearing because everything in that purifying energy, this high frequency is purifying, clearing, and then they burst with tears and open hearts and recognition of because it's like them looking into their true essence through my eyes them looking at the mirror at themselves and yeah that's been my experience of course i get for myself a lot oh lord <laughs> it's so good right i mean it's just so good it is so good <laughs> so good that's intense like i'm i'm just visualizing what that would look like 40 women tomorrow i know in a room <laughs> i'm like wow but being vulnerable is important and i think that's what you get when you get a bunch of women together and you do these kind of things you know lane teaches breathwork classes and it's an incredible experience and it's to be able to massive oh right and i love how you talk about the heart i mean i'm i'm familiar with heart math but i haven't done a lot of work on this but recently we had a book club where we read into the magic mm -hmm. shop and at the end they they talk about the heart right they they mention it at the beginning but you see the journey of someone who doesn't come from the heart first. Yep. They get a lot of things in life that they want the material side, but it's really the heart that matters, right? Because then you start to get what's important to you. So I love that you're both talking about the heart. And I'm I'm like, it's like warm and fuzzy talking about this kind of stuff. It yeah. feels good. Right? <laughs> and also, I, uh, why did I start searching and seeking for all these mystical experiences? Because when I've, learned about some information about the all extra abilities of how what our human body is capable of right there are people who are levitating people who are uh, telepathically communicating or teleportating teleporting this actually exists and i was drawn to find out how is it because i it was innate as if it's the truth i didn't know it's a uh, magic it's like uh, in another okay world. wait stop hard stop <laughs> are you levitating not yet. Are you teleporting? <laughs> Not yet. But we, I, I'm trying to say that we all have potentiality. We all have these mechanisms in mm -hmm. our DNA. In yes. God made us as himself, as itself, as herself, right? Uh, we have that and we are developing into that. And I believe that when we start to have this evolved um vision right seeing through not only physical form in 3d but seeing the measurement of the frequency of the auric field that will be a completely different world because we would be choosing different people for different positions for different guidance for everything based on the frequency and the frequency of the future that was nicola what was uh nicola tesla speaking about frequency okay so we're gonna we're just gonna go there for a minute so uh, you know, the world is made up of atoms, right? Mm -hmm. There's a, atoms, millions and billions and quadrillions of atoms. Those, those atoms have particles, more particles and more particles. And the, this is where it kind of gets kind of freaky for me because we're talking about this energy. We're talking about energy is in the particles. That's what's moving the particles. That's what's creating en the friction that creates a, a, a thing, right? Mm -hmm. So- when we see something, 
when we see something in front of us, I see you having this orgasm. It's all energy, absolutely, which is divine presence, right? Because some people, maybe somebody's thinking, what is God? I don't want to hear about God, whatever, right? Let's break it down to just like science for a minute here, my friends. <laughs> How- mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> the hell, and you just brought in uh, Tesla, so that's great. We're we're kind of on the same. We're on the same frequency here, yeah. Anastasia. <laughs> so science-wise, it's having that visual field, watching it, watching you have that orgasm allows someone else to have that same experience, right? Because exactly. they change their energy particles. The the energy particles change the atoms, which change the shape of the existence. Yes. So freaking cool. That's exactly what is happening in the workshop to set the tone that it's normal, to normalize the act of, uh, yes, it's a beautiful thing to make love to your partner. It's a beautiful divine act to know God. But Mm -hmm. we are sensual, sexual beings without having intercourse, without needing to to have the intercourses now. Like, it's a beautiful thing. I don't have a partner at the moment, right? I can do it myself. And um, in a workshop for other women to see and that it's normal. And if they feel that it's absolutely safe to express that and the louder you are in your expression it's like the the resonance it's like popcorn home in a room full of women mm-hmm. every it's contagious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and building I, I, up. there's something about you know like giving women the freedom yes or permission mm. to experience yes that activation mm-hmm. you know a lot of women are living in shame and Mm -hmm. guilt and fear around their own sexuality. Whereas this is a healing modality, if I have it right, like it's it's an activation of, of spiritual nature moving through the body. I, you know what? I got to do this. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. (laughs) I'm all in. Yes. (laughs) Yes. When are you doing your next workshop? Are you going to come on our field trip? One of our field trips? Field trips. Yeah, maybe you should come on one of our field trips that we have with the Now What uh, Society. I'd love to. Are you yeah. kidding? I'd love to. I'm actually traveling to Russia um, okay. and I will be doing it in January in Russia, in Moscow, in February in New York City and Los Angeles. Pretty close to Palm Springs. And then uh, in March in Miami. You're, you're activating. That's what you're doing. You are activating the ladies. So one more question here, uh, before we wrap it up. So, you know, you talk about this, uh, frequency and, and, and downloading. Is there something special that you have to do to get in there with that activation? Um, or does it just like turn on? It's interesting. It's, you know, like as if I don't have consent any longer, because as (laughs) I stood up to that route, to my path, I fully 
signed up for that before I incarnated in this life. Yeah. It was my sole contract to choose this mother, to have these lessons, to come to America when I was 21, to go to India, to be married to a guru, to have all these spiritual experiences was built up to for me to really own it and mm -hmm. trust me with orgasmicness it took me a while with the shame with this upbringing with this mm -hmm. past mentality always like what are you doing like are you like people are in pain people like need to be healing and you're like an orgasm experiencing so i now own it and embody that fully and bring this forward okay how was it being married to a guru Oh yeah, that's that's that, the oh whole yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. So first off, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it out. Like I can't. I makes me crazy when people are like, "Oh, they're the guru," because I believe that we all have that divine capacity. Absolutely. You it's, know, it's interesting. Uh, when I was told by my astrologer, "Oh, you're gonna be in the guru's world for two to three years," and I was like, "What? Yeah. I didn't come to America to be in the guru's world. I would go to India. I have the connection with God without yeah. church, without uh, a statue of the Jesus or Buddha, without mm -hmm. uh, bracelet, without anything." Mm -hmm. And and interestingly, nine months later, after that prediction, I was married to one. How was and, that? And uh, it was a beautiful divine experience, unfortunately. Um, and I will be talking more about it in my upcoming book, okay. in my in the series of my, sure, uh, sure. how I was going into um, spiritual journey. And it was going to be a chapter about being a guru's wife, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was thinking it's outdated to have a guru in this world. It's outdated because the guru's purpose is to when the person comes to a guru to turn them around back to themselves, to, themselves. To, inside, yeah. to their heart, we are the gurus inside of ourselves. We have that. Yeah. And it just like a hierarchy, you know, like someone is better. Someone is like up mm -hmm. when we put somebody on a pedestal and this is happening with gurus a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a massive collectively. We're like, Oh my God, this person is a saint. Oh, we're like on his mm -hmm. feet. And I saw that and it did not align with me. If they're on his feet, they're at my feet too. And I'm like, no, 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 absolutely yeah. not. Because you have that. It just, my job is to empower you and specifically women, specifically mm -hmm. with this background of shame and suppression and not speaking our truth. I am ordained. And I was saying, I remember what I was saying, as I don't have a cons consent any longer, if there is someone in front of me that it was a sole purpose to activate, it just goes right in without me. I'm ready or I'm not ready. No, it goes in directly. Mm -hmm. And imagine in specifically consciously in a workshop, in a setting of 40 women and massive, it's going to be hundreds and mm -hmm. hundreds of women. It, it was the vision. It came through and I'm bringing it forward. My body, that's why, you know, like when I just started the workshop was in the, uh, four different chapters. It was a meditation, breath work, uh, voice work, body work, and the transmission and then integration. And I was doing everything myself. And when I started, I could not even speak because in front of people, my body goes automatically into transmission and you go into this trans state of consciousness like almost like a shaman goes into trance and i forget language russian english i forget every structure i'm like 
okay, enough speaking because my job is to transmit. And now I invite women to collaborate, the breath, uh, breath work teachers, uh, dance movement. We, we incorporated beautiful five elements dance or a voice singing. We're singing in a choir, in a harmony to open up our throat to connect to our truest, authentic, most sensual self, the blueprint of our souls. Yeah. Stunning. I'm just going to go back to the guru for a minute (laughs) because I I, got to get closure on this. Anastasia, I got to get closure on this. Right. Because I I feel like um, what, what I think I heard is that you didn't like it. You know, it was, it was a beautiful divine experience, but you didn't like it. And I'm not uh, saying that all of our listeners are going to be going out and dating gurus, but there's something about, you know, it's the first time publicly I'm speaking about that and it's going to be in my book and it's very important to share that. And thank you for asking about that question because those, those type of men being in a guru, I'm not saying that all gurus are the same, right? There are some yeah, same yeah. souls. Yes. But right now they're becoming so popular in the yes. younger population of the Gen Z mm-hmm. that are really in the beginning of their spiritual journeys. And those type of gurus, and specifically my ex-partner, uh, their magnitude and charisma and sexual energy is just off any radar. If you are in the presence of that type of guru, you're going to be like, smashed away with this divine love and then a bit manipulated mm-hmm. and unfortunately i was I, I was building myself up for this divine union with the teacher not a teacher for myself because i understood whom i'm becoming to be a partner a match and i knew what i would need but i knew that i was not there since 2012 i was on a journey to purify develop learn everything to be on that level and then I meet the teacher I meet this guru we got married and the beautiful side that he has this divine gift the transmission beautiful energy helping people but it was not a match um, not congruent as the human body that's why I always tell people when you search for your guidance in a human form it doesn't matter guru teacher he can be a saint he can levitate in front of you but all that matters first who is he as the human being as the human and this human was not congruent uh it was unfaithful marriage and Mm -hmm. i was really really hurt in that uh relationships yeah I, i just i can't imagine uh the pressure that they feel that you may have felt, uh, I have been around gurus who have that magnetism and that charisma. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that I didn't become a victim of it, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's damaging. And you, you said such a clear thing, you know, the Zennials right now, they are, they are on a quest bigger mm-hmm. than life, mm-hmm. right? They are soul hungry, starving. Yes. And the message to the Zennials, if we have any listening, honestly, it's like you like, listen to what Anastasia just said. It's like following your heart, going in within you. And I also kind of just jump on the bandwagon around, you know, getting involved with a community, Mm. a community of similar like-minded beings, right? Maybe that's a, a, 
like an actual church religion, mm-hmm. right? There's people who are really into religion and they want to be around that vibe. Mm-hmm. There are spiritual groups. Uh, there's a lot of different groups that can support someone, you know, who is thirsty, spiritually mm-hmm. thirsty. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's everybody's so freaking thirsty right now. Yes. And be aware of the spiritual groups leaders. Yes. Yes. It's not a, mm-hmm. it's not a thing. We'll double down on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, um, you know, it was interesting from the very spiritual aspect. I chose an approach when I come back from uh, where I was living. I come back to New York City and I was depleted. I was hurt. I was healing. And I chose an approach not to go public because if I was 20, if I was 20, this person would be destroyed. I would have an army of women. That's that's how I was my personality, masculine, rebel. I would go and like destroy that. But being after 33 years old, when you have this, a bit of the wisdom, a bit more than you when you're 20, I understood that it's actually a life lesson, even to be hurt. But like those figures in life, we need those as a, a very extreme duality to be hurt and to say, okay, this is enough. It took me a year to tell to myself, okay, it is enough. It was happening and happening. I'm like, what should have happened for me to say, stop, that's it. I cannot take it any longer. And things happened. And I said, okay, Anastasia, you are not here to do that. You're not here to heal that human you are on your journey, you are on your spiritual quest, you are here for others, okay, make it up, heal yourself and go forward, you have to close this chapter, and I was like, okay, I support the idea, but I did not support the human being who is bringing this idea, because it was not being authentic with myself, not an authenticity, honesty, and integrity and decency is what I stand, purity, what I stand for. And it was not aligned. I could not look at, at people's eyes any longer in a community. I was embarrassed for him. Mm-hmm. And I start and I, I, I quit. And I quit. But people who are uh, who know who be aware, they were asking me directly in the messages and calling. And of course, I was sharing with them. But now I feel more and more um, urge and it's like a check to my conscience. Are you going to let it slide? Are you going to close your eyes to that story? And I know this story has to be revealed. That is going to empower so many women. And like you said earlier, right? Every person in front of you is a teacher. Yes. You know, I just went through something like that. Yeah, I, I sit there and I'm during it. I'm like, why? Why did I let this happen? But at the same time, it had to happen for everything to have happen after that. Mm-hmm. So true. Exactly. Oh, massive orgasmic (laughs) activation. Indeed. (laughs) With Anastasia Armanova. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show with us today. It's been just such a delight. Um, I love you and your cats, and I can't wait to have you in person near me so I can give you a big hug. Mm. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you very much. It has been an honor to be on your show. And thank you for spreading this beautiful work of yours with many, many people who are in resonance, who are searching and seeking, and you are being aligned with your heart, with your magnitude of your heart from the divine speaking the truth. Thank you for this opportunity. What 
do you think? Can I say that? Massive orgasmic activation. I think that was the first time I've been able to say that. I was so excited to say that. And I I need to experience this. Massive orgasmic activation. I cannot wait to have her next to me in person. She is just such a delight. She is. Spitfire. I just love her. Love. Yeah. And I mean, we had the privilege of seeing her cat. Oh my God. Wow. That is something else. I mean, we could do a separate show on her cat, but she is such a cool human being. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that we had her on the show. Yeah, me too. And I can't wait to meet her. I just, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, If you have not joined the community, Perhaps now is the time to join. Mm-hmm. You can find out everything over at the nowwhatsociety.com. Tamar, yeah. thanks so much for hanging out with me and Anastasia today. It's been so much fun, Lane.